You're listening to the Winnebus.net Podcast Network. They come from the bowels of hell, guided by a master plan for complete domination of the earth. It arouses such emotion that the management has been forced to state positively no rebound. Hey, welcome to the third part. I didn't think we would do three, but oh here we are. I totally I, told I, myself. I dreaded that we were going to do three. I, I, on the I way over about here, this. Carlos was like, how long is it going to be? And I was like, no, we're only going to do two episodes, I swear. No. What the fuck? Three man? episodes. Who wants to listen to these we gotta ramble shut on the for three fuck episodes? Up. Well, apparently some people. I actually am one of the people who want to listen to you idiots. Liar. Oh, episodes. Chris Cox. I enjoy this. Chris Cox, everybody. Yay. This, this is the highlight of any given month for me. Oh, oh dear God. Can we, like, double post these episodes so we can do Christmas in July, though? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. Whatever. Speaking of Christmas in July, which is our next series yes. of episodes, I just want to say a little, little, like, ex- a little thing right now. Um, we're going to do a giveaway, what? a little Christmas stuff, a giveaway. Christmas present to our listeners whom we love. Yeah. And we're actually going to be giving away a set of Deliberations of Doom shot glasses. Yeah, they got Deliberations of Doom written on them in they our are font. Super in our rad. font. And I mean, that's exactly what. Exactly like the ones that we, we are drinking out of. We are literally um, drinking out of <laughs> right now. Yeah, we just. <laughs> did a bunch of shots out of our Deliberations of Doom shot glasses. And actually, they're on our Instagram as well, Yeah, if you want to check them out. But, but patience, how can they win these? Um, you have to like and share, uh, I guess, this episode, right? Yeah. If you... Or any one of this three series of episodes yeah. for the female directors, yeah. And then we're going to put your name in a random generator, and then yeah. we're going to pick the winner on the next episode, the first episode of Christmas in July. Which, obviously, you can't just like and share. We'll have no idea that you did that, per se. You have to, in the comments, on the oneofus.net page, That's or any better. one of these three, post a link to your link, which means Wait, don't forget to... Set it to not just friends, which I know a lot of people want to be public. You've got yeah. to set it to public so we can see it. And don't just post the link, write something. You gotta write something like, I love the show. Hey, you guys fucking suck. I should listen to this. Or this is the worst show ever. You should check it out. What's up with the Summers Brothers? Yeah. Why do the Summers Brothers hate everything that's good in the world? Like, like Slumber Party Massacre (laughs) 2. Well, I agree with them. I'm exhausted. Uh, um, Yeah. yeah. All right, but free stuff. So Free you know, stuff. Man, spread the word uh, if you can. We, yeah. we we really do appreciate that. And uh, uh, it's can, a Christmas present dude, these in shot July. Are legit. I'm telling you right now. And they're great. They they're... work as a as a kick ass vessel for uh, for delivering a booze. And, so. and yeah, anybody who can get us an interview with a uh, 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 a major horror person right off the bat, you win. End of yeah. story. Is it's, that yeah. is that like the if you go like, hey, I'm hooking you up and get an interview. They're going to come in and sit in on the show. Then you win. Okay, that seems unlikely, but if it happens, so you caveat: win. you're either a randomly generated name, or or you're a person you who have has something you can some, give us. I will yeah. give you something else. All right, if that happens, like maybe some hand signed Summers Brothers no couples night oh postcards. Yeah, person, Speaking of, real quick, if you haven't checked out our award winning. You know, short. <laughs> it's available online, couples night, so check it out. 
What award did it win? Uh, it won Best Horror Short in uh, the uh, Hole, in the Head, Hole in the Head Fest in San Francisco. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. And it was featured on Alaskan Airlines as well. Yeah, I we were on Alaskan Airlines. And, uh, yeah, some- you guys are too cool, Brewster. That's true. Which is for you, Chris Cox. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's talk about movies. All right. All right. Uh, well, but first off, Oscar Blues. Oh, yeah. Oh. Side note. Oscar Blues. If you haven't uh, checked out Oscar Blues, yeah. uh, they I think Russell is like, I was going to say six yellow pills, but <laughs> yeah. Russell Summers is making it making it work. They're our sponsor. They they put out a lot of great like uh, uh, micro-brews. Mama's Little Yellow Pills is now what I've switched to because... As much as I love their old chub scotch ale, it's like nine percent alcohol. So and I have like we've been doing shots before. I'm like, shit is serious. Before I'm like, yeah, take me. To All of Oscar movie. Blues uh, beers go great with horror movies. They do. Yeah, I think. I think by definition, they are the best <laughs> horror movie beer. Yeah, yeah. Or just chilling. You know, whatever, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. have an Oscar Blues. <laughs> What up? Uh... <laughs> no, that's not the right. No. Uh, yeah, so we recommend it. You should check them out. Uh, they uh, they have a brewery here in Austin where we are. Yep. And then uh, two in Colorado. Two in Colorado. One in North Carolina. One in North Carolina, yeah. which are you know pretty sweet. Their brew pubs are yeah, very man. That's sweet. a good that's a good day trip if you haven't done that. It's and pretty pretty cool. Their sodas are really fucking good. So they got I sodas. really sodas. want their. So last episode we talked about sodas, yeah. dry, dry rub, rub, and bicycles. Bicycle. Yeah, yeah. They make These all guys have shit. got their fingers in everything that you like. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, or that you should like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it's all good. I haven't tried the dry rub. We actually, uh, all right. So on our gathering podcast, we do food podcasts. And, uh, one di- time we did one with Johnny Neal who brought in his own homemade barbecue. And when he was like aware this is a thing, they did dry rubs. He's like, why aren't we getting the dry rubs yeah, to, as a promotion? Cause I will totally do a whole thing where we try out all their dry rubs on barbecue. And I was like, yes. So that, so that hasn't happened yet? It's not going, yet. I mean, yeah. I'm, if you guys... Do they have dry rub here, like at the brewery? Should, or yeah, yeah, you can buy, the get gathering. the dry rubs. So I'm going to go and try and get their dry rubs, and we'll do a gathering episode where it's like um, Johnny Meal Barbecue with all Okay, that's cool, rubs. but usually I can't make the gathering, so there Shut. needs to be leftovers for deliberations to do. Or you Maybe. take a day off from work and just... Uh, or you save me leftovers. Or you take a day or off from work. Or you save me leftovers. Or I will save you leftovers, Thanks, patience. See how my friends got my back. Good times. Well, the problem is it's like if if it's anything like the last time he brought barbecue, there were no leftovers. Okay, so I will hoard you. All right, thank you. Or we could just do the gathering on a Sunday. And just like make that happen, we'll invite Johnny Neal to a gathering. We'll be like, It'll just be, uh, it'll be like Neal deliberations of doom and Johnny Neal. I mean, if he's bringing barbecue, anybody can come. Yeah, that's or true. Or we could ride bicycles. <laughs> that? Okay, yeah. that's the only thing I don't like about this whole thing about is bike like, riding? exercising on bicycles. It doesn't, it sounds terrible. Doesn't have to be bad. Exercising period sounds terrible. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, All right, let's talk f- about some movies, or do we point? have anything else to plug? Well, oh right, no, so, actually, we do have questions, but not from fans, but from Chris. Yeah, I actually. Question I saw on somebody else's horror site, and I was like, that's a good question. Which is what? What's the best horror killer mask of all time? Oh, shit, fuck. I feel like I should have had some kind of research. Um, this I is totally I, I knew my me. answer immediately. I'm going to go it with. Was David wait, Car- David Car- wait, wait, wait. Can we guess Chris's answer? Yeah, go okay. Ahead. Well, he already said already David Cronenberg. Oh, okay. Go ahead. David Cronenberg and Nightbreed. My yeah, favorite horror fucking movie killer mask, mask of all time. I'm uh, so glad you fucking in, said in, that. Yeah. In Nightbreed. I was so. actually going to go with um, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, wow. doesn't get any more gruesome than that. Mm. Russ? 
Uh, surprise. A lot of people kept saying the collector in the comments. Oh, like, that's I but that's a rip off. Fucking nightbreed. It is. It is. But it's a count. But it's a count. You're, you're still saying But it's still a great you're fucking still movie. movie. You know, it's it's a cliche now, but the mask from Scream. I was going to say Scream. Yeah. I was going to say that or Ghostface is great. Yeah, man. I mean. It's kind of hard to deny, like, that's a really great mask. If someone brought that to you, you'd be like, wow, this is a really good... Like, I will, like the idea iconic. that it's based on Monk's the Mask, and I mean, I think that's pretty great. I, I, I hate to say this, because um, I don't think it's the best mask, but I do think Jason's fucking hockey mask, even as cliched as that is, it's so... It's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, it's legendary. You can't not think of it. And the, but I think like now we sort of take it for granted. But the idea of it being in there is pretty great. And it like, wasn't until the third movie. Is it? The, is it three D? Yeah, it's three D. It's he, not. Did he, no, no. It's Friday Thirteenth Part Two. He does not wear the mask. It, it takes until the third movie. Yeah, he's to right. Get that mask. Three is the, the first time he puts on here. the mask. Yeah. Oh wait. And, and a first- shout out. To Patience's husband, Carlos, who is here, and he is wearing a mask t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I want to point that out. That's not the same do, kind of mask. Mask like the, like the toys and, Acronym. And, and TV show from yeah. the Mobile NIH. armed. I know Mobile it's not armed a, strike command. Strike command. A horror movie. Spelled wrong. But the, yes. uh, With a K. The, the baby masks in Brazil. Oh yeah! Oh my God, that's so creepy. Those baby or what masks about the? Uh, was yeah. it the strangers? The strangers masks are uh, those pretty great. Are, like, are pretty hard. Or the they purge, are very, even the purge. Yeah, we thought of all these masks when we were doing Michael so Myers. Ru- yeah, so Russ and I we were doing couples night. Um, there's masks in our short. By the way, you should check it out if you want to check it out. But uh, we really did struggle with that idea of like, what should these masks be? Like, should we reference other masks? Do we want to do something no one has seen before? Like, that idea of something to choose for your characters is a big deal. It's a good question. I mean, I think, like, we struggled with it. Like I was One like, of the ones that really stood out to me was Jeepers Creepers, where he... I mean, he has a whole outfit, though. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's mask, like... Though. It's but it's... I mean, there is. There is, a like, an element of... But there's it's, it's something where they think it's a mask, and then it's not a mask. What about, yeah. um... So, uh, it's like, maybe it counts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... I Because it's think like, else. oh, it's a human, and then they're like, oh, well, it's oh, not a it's, uh, uh, Shout out to my girlfriend friend at the time who said um <laughs> you know what I'm going to say who said uh, 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 this I, I said this movie is really stupid and she said no, this movie's really scary because it could really happen. <laughs> there could really be a green demon that comes oh, after Jesus. you. And Are you talking about the Eli Roth film? No, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, Je- I think oh, it's green demon. So I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay. sorry. Uh, All right, let's review some movies. All right, let's review some fine. movies, which uh, we're moving down the list here. And way down the list, um, we get the fuck out of here. Sorry, we have I picked one of these to the film that is the not good film by the director Karen Kusama because uh, I think the hey, invitation, not, you know, the invitation say, is the good know. film, but Jennifer's Body is the other film, which I know I'm talking a lot of shit, but ultimately I gotta enjoy this film. It's not great. But it's got great. Are you giving your review before you give the synopsis? No, it's got great moments, but I'm going to hand it over to Rob. You did the one for the last one. Russ, Jennifer's you Body. Jennifer's Body? What's the synopsis? Uh, Jennifer's Body is a film about uh, two high school students, uh, one of which is um, inadvertently 
taken in by a emo band that is trying to make a deal with the devil and accidentally becomes a tool of evil, uh, maybe perhaps demonic evil, and begins to kill uh, classmates and other people within the town and her best friend's attempts to stop her. Good. Yeah. It's, it's close. That was very succinct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was super succinct. Wow. And you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, like, it's... This movie... Gosh, go ahead. Show us, show us your opinion. No, this movie... Show us your wrong opinion. ...traded so hard, and not in a bad way per se, but off the success of a writer, Diablo Cody, who had just come off Juno, which was a big hit, uh, writing very snappy, very, like, millennial dialogue. I hate to say that, but come on. That's what it is. You know, mm. it's not an insult per se, but that's she's we'll get that. defining ahead. millennial dialogue writer. You know, yeah. and uh, as well with the huge success, success I should say of <laughs> Megan Fox, whose name is all too telling because everyone was like, she has no discernible talent except being Megan Fox. Like she's super hot, it's fairly exceptional. Yeah. Like, she's, like, one of those showstopper, like, people that you go, like, wait, who the fuck is that? And it's true. Megan Fox is astonishingly attractive. Like what? She's, a, she's mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, all right, all right. She's a showstopper You're, of a lady. Okay. And everyone was like, but can she act? Because God knows Michael Bay never gave her the opportunity to do it in the Transformers films. You know, I mean, she doesn't. She has no character in those movies. Okay. She's there to lean over her car and show her ass mm-hmm. off. Diablo Cody, who's very much a feminist writer, like, was like, I want to write a movie that is kind of exploiting your celebrity on that level and harkens back to 80s films in a sort of meta way, brings in, at this time, relative newcomer Amanda Seyfried is her best friend who is all too on the nose called Needy. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's their best friend since they were little, even though she's not popular. Uh, uh, Megan Fox is, but they're still great friends and there's a sort of like wish fulfillment, uh, living through Megan Fox, being jealous of Megan Fox, being happy for her, what have you (coughs) that I think are the, the parts that actually are, are the parts of this movie I find more interesting because surprisingly, most of the so-called snappy, funny dialogue, I don't think is very snappy or funny. Most of it is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I've seen Diablo Cody do better. I've seen her do worse, but this isn't a strong point for her in her career as a writer. Uh, but points to, uh, uh, Kurosama, who I think actually does some pretty sparkling stuff with the direction of this movie. There's some gorgeously shot sequences here. There's some really like, wow, that was neat moments. I mean, the, Such as? The, uh, there's a whole sequence in a swimming pool in okay. the third act that I thought was spectacular. Okay. Like, wow, that was cool. Uh, but in general, just the way she sets up her shots are like, wow, this is cool. You took advantage of this and gave us something that didn't feel cliched. It felt like, wow, you're actually, you're making this vibrant is the only word I can think of. Because it is really a neat looking film. Um, it just comes down to, it feels so much like an afterthought to something much better like Heather's watching it that I went, this isn't funny enough to give it points. It's not clever enough to give it points. It's certainly not well acted enough to give it points. The special effects are 
I get that it was hard to do it. There's been much talk of the difficult effects of trying to get her where she does this sort of uh, 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 Megan Fox jaw unhinging like a snake and then spitting out like venom or vomit or whatever. And the multiple tries they tried to get it to get it right, and they never really got it right. It doesn't. It never looks great. It, it's always like, yeah, it either looks too CG or too practical fakey. And they did it both ways in the length of this movie. This is a series of good ideas that never really completely come together. But there's certainly a lot of great moments in the middle of it, and a, and a terrific young cast of people here. Uh, and I will say, as much as I like to talk shit about Megan Fox, or I did talk shit about Megan Fox in the intro uh, as an actress from her Transformers things, which, who knows, is that acting? She's not bad here. She's certainly nothing to write home about, but she's not, I'm not like, oh my God, she's terrible. Because she's not. She does exactly what she's supposed to do. And doesn't do a half bad job at it. Amanda Seyfried, this is not the film that I think launched her very successful career following this. Uh, she's had a very successful career after this uh, of films that she's been in. And she's fine, but she's just playing kind of a generic nerdy character. It's weird to see J.K. Simmons in this thing playing for once a character who's like totally not a very alpha male character. He's playing this total like a teacher who's like, oh, man, when you he's almost nerdy himself. Uh, Johnny Simmons, I actually think, is terrific in this movie. Who played uh, what is it, Young Neil in uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, yeah. Who who is actually great playing uh, Needy's boyfriend? Adam Brody playing the leader of the evil band. Uh, was it something shoulder? Low uh, shoulder. Low shoulder. Uh, terrible name for a band. Uh, like you're a Satanist band. Have some balls for God's <laughs> sakes. Get yourself a better name. There's. I remember watching this when it came out and being very excited for it to come out as a horror movie fan and as a person who really, and I know not everybody did, love Juno, but uh, I did. I was one of those people I loved Juno, and I was super excited for this. And walking out of it, like maybe my maybe my expectations were too high. And this is the first time I rewatched it since then, and I go, it's still not a great movie, but it is a movie I go... Man, you're not going to feel sad for having watched this thing. You're going to have a good time watching this movie. There's more than enough fun to be had in this movie to go, yeah, it's fine. I liked it. Oh, yeah. And Chris Pratt is in it. Just thought I should point that out. Briefly. Was this one of <laughs> your picks? No, I picked it. It's not. I, I was the one arguing for the invitation instead. Um, uh, which we, is already, truly, we already covered invitation. Which is truly a great Same film. director. Um, much better film. I get that they're they're really trying to get into that relationship of like what it's like to be like teenage girls who are best friends where you call each other every four hours and you have this relationship that's so close that it's almost sensual. And I feel like and, and direct the director has defended this a hundred times in interviews, but that moment where for no reason at all the two main characters start making out, mm. I'm like, I'm not gonna say this isn't hot because it's hot. But at the same time, why is it happening? And she's movies? like, it's not gratuitous. Like, I didn't... No, I it's mean, the most gratuitous thing ever. Roll... I mean, uh, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes right yeah. now. It's definitely fucking gratuitous. It's super gratuitous. <laughs> but, I mean, like, once again, I, as a guy, I'm like, thank God that just happened. That was... I was... Uh, yeah. Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox making out in a movie. I'm all about it. I would watch that all day. 
But in this movie, it's like, okay, so the movie stops, literally stops dead for the scene to happen. Everything is by the wayside where it goes, hey, I mean, where it's so gratuitous, the movie is like, forget you're watching a movie. Here's these two hot actresses making out for like 45 seconds. It's... It's kind of embarrassing. And there's a couple of different embarrassing things in here. Oh, by the way, Lance Hendrickson also appears in this movie. Yeah, Second the Lance very, Hendrickson very, very end. Yeah. I, I think this movie's fine, but it's so... Uh, one critic said, like, I get what they're going for. They want to be a new Heathers, but ultimately, the chances are slim to none that in 20 years people will be making pop culture references to this film. They're and I agree never, with them entirely. Ever, ever this is a film that's Heathers. on the verge of being forgotten completely at this point. Yeah. And I don't think that's entirely undeserved. I think it'll be discovered again in another 10 years. And people go like, oh, this movie's fine. <laughs> it's better than I thought it would have been. But I don't know. It's just okay. I hate this film. Wow. Wow. I disliked it very much, and I disliked it the first time I saw it, and then when I rewatched it the other night, I was like, yep, still fucking hate it. I just, I mean, it's so, the dialogue itself makes me cringe, and just makes me want to, like, rage quit, and just smash my TV in. I mean, and she's, like, for example, just a perfect example, Megan Fox um, her character, like, makes out with a guy, and she's like, oh, you're giving me a wetty. And I'm just like... Has anyone <sighs> ever said that? It's so unrealistic. Even mm-hmm. for... Megan Fox you know, wedding is not going to happen. 2009. It's so re- unrealistic. They wanted the dialogue. to make a clueless horror film. Uh, yeah, and, and it- I mean, it tried so hard to be, like, a Heathers slash Clueless and it's not any of those things. It's just a really fucking bad movie. And it's sad because Karen... Is it Kusama? Yeah. It's Karen. Um, Karen Kusama. Kusama. <laughs> Karen. Karen. Karen, yeah. Karen. I feel yeah. like these guys are building up to a go fuck yourself. No, 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 no. I loved the invitation. So yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I just didn't give it a fair enough shot the first time That's around. That's exactly how I felt. Absolutely not. Megan Fox's character is a fucking idiot. She's a cunt. Like, no one is likable. Even, you know, Amanda Siegfried. I always say her name. Siegfried? Seffried. Sefrido. Sure. Okay. I always get her name wrong. Anyway, I didn't even like her. The boys are terrible. Everyone. (laughs) I mean, it's a dumbed down version of Mean Girls. Sure. I mean, Mean Girls is smart. Heather's is smart. This is not smart. This is a fucking terrible movie. You mean Clueless movie. is smart. Clueless is smart. Uh, exactly. Okay. I just hated this movie so much. And uh, Megan Fox's toe thumbs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be pedantic, but not she fair. has toe thumbs. Yeah. That's fine. I'm cool with that. I, I, I will say, I'm super cool with I that. I will say there's something about someone <laughs> who's so perfectly beautiful as Megan Fox. To and she has toe an, thumbs. To have an imperfection kind of makes her hotter in some way. I, I mean, you can... I mean, and also, I feel like she delivered all of her lines like her nose was full of cocaine. Because she was not going like this the whole time. I mean, like, that's... I, seriously, I don't know. It's probably true, but... No, uh, no. It's, it's probably true. But the only part that I... I always try and find something positive. <laughs> but at the end, in the swimming pool, when Amanda Seafried was like, give me the power to crush this bitch. 
That was, like, my favorite part of the whole entire movie, when okay. she just, like, straight up, like, destroys Megan Fox's character. Yeah, I, kind of like that, I, be, I like that part. I kind of feel like I'd be more interested in watching a movie about her after this movie right? than I was in this movie itself. Right. Where she's like, oh, by the way, I have powers now, too, except I'm not possessed by the devil. and all, But also, I've got a vengeance shit going on. I was like, I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But I just, I didn't like this movie. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the dialogue. I didn't like the script. I didn't like the... Anything except for young Chris Pratt. Wow. Who's in it for like, that's like 30 seconds? Two that's seconds. like three minutes of the movie. Yeah, I mean, but it's young Chris Pratt. From two seconds to 30 seconds to three minutes. I Which just, was it, Deliberations well, of know, Doom? I mean, I just, it bothers me because if you're going to make a movie about females, at least make them realistic. Like, make them, True. I mean, they're, I, they're, there's a lot of shitty females out there, but none of them are this shitty, especially to their best friends. I mean, high school. She's, high school, I know, but okay. Again. I'm going back to everyone in high school. Okay, I did not so. go to high school, but you I definitely, no, I didn't. But what I guarantee you? you that as a teenager, there is no person that was that, that shitty. I disagree, but okay. Okay, maybe it's because yeah. I didn't go to high school. Yeah, I think that might be Okay. It. Yeah. Russ? Alright. Uh, I'd like to take you back to a more innocent time. Okay. A more 2009 <laughs> A more uh, Megan Fox time when she was like the biggest thing in the world right now. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, she's sort thumbs of, anyway. Yeah. She still had toe thumbs though. Have you looked at her thumbs? Don't care. Uh, yeah. uh, once again, it kind of makes her hotter. Yeah, I'm not uh, even... Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Um... Uh, listen, I'll, I'll agree with you on this. I'm sorry. You cannot put Amanda Seyfried in in um, eyeglasses and be like, "All right, well, this chick's a nerd now." Yeah, it's a weird sort of like sexual Clark Kent thing going on, no, it's where it's stupid. like, "Oh, she's got glasses on; she's not sexy." But her hair's pulled back. Oh, right. So, so there's that's, that. I mean, okay. it's all right. I agree. And her hair no, is clearly listen, not. That doesn't work at all. But um, hey. Chris Pratt, huh? I forgot he was in this movie. No, I, didn't I was think. like, holy shit, is that Chris Pratt? I was like, oh, is he going to be in this for more? That's cool. No, no, he's not. All right, all right. Um, I cannot overstate how fucking awesome Adam Brody is in this movie. He is fucking great. He is so well cast as the sort of scummy, bad guy, emo... Um, Satan worshiper singer of the band that turns Megan Fox into a demon. I just, I loved every moment with him. He's so funny. It's the moment where he nonchalantly drinks beer outside of the bar where everyone is burning to death behind him. Um, I, I have to say, I don't understand why Adam Brody isn't one of the bigger stars in the world right now. He's just, he's wow. so great. He's so funny. And he's he was great in like you know uh, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. I, I just I like Adam Brody. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, that. I, I like the decision they didn't go with a Satanist heavy metal band. They went with like a fucking affected like alternative like boy. And band I don't want to interrupt, right? But he was the best. Part he, of this movie. He's he's one of my favorite parts Without of the doubt. movie. Uh, uh, you know, I I didn't I I won't say the movie was um, perfect. <laughs> Uh, let me see what I got here. I, I, listen, Diodo, sorry, Diablo, Diablo, Cody's script is um, a little uh, dicey. 
I, I feel like this script um, probably shares some problems I have with the Juno. Um, I feel like it, it more prizes story over character. I don't totally understand people's motivations. Uh, that was that was something I never totally got past when we watched the movie for the first time. So, um, eh, uh, let me see here. You're coming off as very I mean, mad. I just feel like you just don't. I mean, but no. but but this is the thing because Rob and Did I talked like about this it? movie a bunch. I've watched this movie probably three or four times since it came out. I do like the movie. I think there's a high rewatchability factor. I think it it wants to entertain you. It it does have that very entertaining Diablo Cody dialogue, and I'm a huge dialogue guy. Uh, I the credit sequence was great. It was really clever and funny and interesting. Probably a little bit more than the actual movie that preceded it. Yeah, like uh, it would have been better if Aaron Sorkin had written it. Everything would be better if Aaron Sorkin wrote it. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even think that's the question. Right. Rob, go ahead. Rob, no, this is you, your you pick. I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. This is your pick, right? I did. I picked this movie. Um, I, 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 I have mixed feelings about this film. Uh, Kasuma is obviously talented. I mean, between this and Girl Fight and... and um, Invitation. And, and the invitation, invitation, especially, is excellent. Oh, girl fight! I forgot about this. So yeah, good, right? And and I think that the in the person, it's weird. Like if you showed me these two movies and told me they were directed by the same person, this one, the invitation, I would I would wouldn't even believe you. Yeah, agree. Her direction on this film is very um, different than her direction on the invitation. I wish they were a little more similar. Um, I don't think the movie is particularly. I felt this way when I watched it when it first came out. I'm not sure what she's going for because Kasuma's obviously very intelligent. I think she's a, a, a student of film. I think she understands theme. I think she understands um, putting that stuff in a movie. And I think she's a, a talented director. Um, when I watch this movie, uh, I have big problems with it. And I, and I don't know whether those are... I don't know whether those are Cody's script because... I don't. I think that there's stuff going on. I think Cody. Wrote, I think Cody is a horror movie fan. It's very obvious when I watch this. I think she's thinking of shit like Argento. I think she's thinking of these like you know um, cool, interesting movies. And then she sort of grafted them, like Patience said, onto something like Mean Girls. That's awesome. Like I want to watch that movie. And I think this movie is for all the movies that we have to watch. And we have to watch some terrible fucking movies. We really this podcast. do. Um, this movie's pretty fucking entertaining. Like, I, like I know you didn't like it, Patience, but were you bored? I don't think you're bored. No, I wasn't. You were bored. bored. It's a true. very watchable fucking. I wasn't movie. like some supper party massacre bored. That's right. Sure. So, which is to say, not bored at all, but totally mesmerized. Right? <laughs> sure. Um, and and when we bring up Fox, I personally think this is like the best deployment of what Megan Fox brings to a movie. And I think Fox is fucking great in the movie. I think she nails this thing of, like, your sort of frenemy, this sort of, like, beautiful girl um, who is also, like, kind of a bitch, but also doesn't, isn't, um, who's, you know, doesn't, isn't happy either. They have an amazing moment where she's she's been transformed and she's going to go to this dance and kill everybody, and they show her, she's putting on her makeup in the mirror, and as she's putting it on, she starts to, to cry. And you see, like... You know, she knows she's this sort of evil succubus thing, but, you know, she's so, uh, like, transformed. But outside of even being a succubus, she knows she's an evil kind of piece of shit human being. Yeah, well. okay. And, but but, but my point is, it's a, it's a really great moment. 
And I was genuinely affected by it. And I think Fox sells it. You know, you can say what you want about her. Like, you know, she's a chick. She's not a good actress. Or, you know, whatever. She's just like... I don't agree with that. And I think this movie really shows that. I think that she sells, like, all these scenes where there's more going on. It's like she shows back up and, like, you know, she sort of fucks with Needy or whatever. And she's, like, you know, been changed. And she's like, yeah, whatever. You need to get this, you know, somebody to buff your situation with, like, your nails or whatever. But I... That to me is really, really works. I don't know that this is a great horror movie. I think that you think and, it's better comedy than horror. I don't even know that it's no. It's a weird structure to the film, right? Yeah, that's a really good. That's a, that, that, yeah. Like I don't think the movie it wants to be a lot of things. It, it does, and and I think that there's an intelligence to the people who are involved in this movie that shines through in the movie, but. Um, I think Amanda Seyfried is miscast. She's great. She's a great actress. She's, uh, you know, obviously gorgeous or whatever. But these things um, conflict with who her character is. Mm. And I think, you know, we needed someone that was... Because I think the sister in... This is a very... I mean, I have no doubt Diablo Cody was thinking of of Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt she was thinking of that movie. And I think the sister in there works better. Um, I just think Seyfried, like, they're in these scenes where she's supposed to... Megan Fox is supposed to be the hot chicken. And you're like, Seyfried's... Like, she's really, a really attractive, you know, a stunning person. And I think that in some ways it undermines the movie. Um, but my main thing is, is that I don't know exactly what Kasuma's going for with the movie. And I think that it's weird how it's lit. Like, I think you're right. Like, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a well-shot movie, but, you know, it's like filled with all these terrible mid-90s post-punk songs. Like, these, like, dopey But some of them are pretty good. They're fine. There is that great moment where, again, um, this is why I think the movie is worth watching. Is It's a great moment where um, Low Shoulder starts to play the song, and Seyfried and uh, Megan Fox, they hold hands. Because they're sort of moved by the music. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, Megan it, Fox grabs her hand and then lets go. Right. But that's really great. But that's the thing. It's like there's a lot of but strong moments. But that's great storytelling, man. That's, there's a lot that's of like, strong moments between those characters, which is the most interesting part of the right. story. Right. And, and I think that I thought was totally and the movie by is the about making out scene in the middle of it. I don't think it's random because I think the movie is about this sort of way that um, this corruption and Megan Fox's character is, is corrupted by um, this evil. But I think that there is a way that it's, it's talking about something and I don't know that it nails it in every scene. The scene where they make out I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, this is like, wow, Amanda, Amanda Seyfried and like Megan Fox are going to make out. I think that it works in context of the movie because I think that her character is this all-consuming thing. Like, she's this person who eats the room. You know what I mean? And I think that the movie exacerbates that by making her a demon. That's sort of the, you know, the idea of the horror. Like, in a, in a, as opposed to other movies we're watching where there isn't something going on, there is something going on in this movie. And, you know... um, that idea that they have Seaford has this sort of attraction to her and it's expressed um, in this sexual way um, yeah the movie but I think the movie works I think it sells that moment and even Needy is like what the fuck are we doing but I, I don't know man I, I that I, scene could have worked but there's no lead in to it it just kind of happens I don't think it's I, I, you I, just tell me nothing in the movie has set that up no, no. I mean, the idea, like, two girls are that close, sure. But that scene happens so suddenly, and Needy is already like, fuck, I think my, my best friend's turned into a demon bitch to just go with it. I didn't buy it in that moment. 
I don't know if the movie completely functions beyond its... I mean, I think the movies always function on this metaphorical level. Yeah. So, to a certain extent, like, I don't know that anything in the movie is realistic. Um, but I will say, in Patience's uh, defense, the dudes in the movie are terrible. Uh, Kyle yeah. Kastner... Yeah. And uh, the other guy, Johnny... I like Johnny I think they suck. They're like, you never believe them. They're, they're so wimpy, yeah. weirdy. They're awful. I, I don't think they're good actors. They play it this sort of like offbeat emo way. It's you really annoying. You like Dad and Brody. Though. They're huh? like emasculated versions. And I'm okay with that. Point, but like, But it's But like it Brody's, is, Brody's like great. Like I wish he was playing those parts. You know, like, I, he's such a good actor, and like Russ said, like, you know, he, he has this really funny vibe where he's, like, he's kind of chill about the fact that they're, like, this evil band or whatever. Um, that was my favorite part, is when they're actually, when the flashback of when they're sacrificing yeah. Megan Fox's character, that was, like, and, the and, best But, but tell me Fox movie. isn't great in that scene where she's utterly fucking terrified and bargaining for her life. Yeah. That's great. That's true. That's but the problem is, is, before that, in the van, she's sort of confused by what's going on. No, she's not, and she tries to, no, because I feel like she's, this is my thing about Fox's performance. She's playing multiple levels. That's why I think she's good. That's why I think like when people argue like, eh, she's not a great actor, she's playing multiple things. I don't I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is it's a more interesting scene if she gets in the scene, I don't think she's particularly well directed, and then and then she's sort of confused. She's like, Who are you guys? What are you gonna do to me? I feel like the better scene would be she's so super excited to get in the, the van, and then once she's there after about a few minutes, she realizes something is horrible is going to happen. I don't. I don't. I feel like that's in the movie. Remember, she's know. in the movie, and she's like, "You guys can just like drop me off." Like she tries to get out of the van. I don't. I don't. Really right, well, I don't know. I like. It's. I agree <laughs> that she's written to do multiple things. I just don't think she pulls it off. Wow. And maybe it's just bad. Who do you think should have played that part? So that's my thing. Is like, I don't. Know. I think Fox is great. And and that's why I'm I like, mean, who would be better than Megan Fox at, this at that period of time part? when they made this movie? Fox was the obvious choice. No, I don't. Okay, I, I think she's a great choice to play it. I I don't think there's a point ever in this film that I go, you fucked that up because of your acting. I don't. Honestly, I think she's fine. Does she give you a wetty? No, well, yeah, she gave me a wetty. <laughs> um, I think she represents an idea in the director's head and is supposed to direct and I represent an idea in the audience's head which surely Megan Fox if there was an idea of like this lust lustful object female sexuality at that point in time it was Megan Fox and she does a remarkably good job of it I just think the movie like I said the biggest problem the movie wants to be all these different things including a metaphor including you know it's like it, there's a point you go but you're just doing a mediocre job at everything instead of doing a good job at any one thing. Hmm. You know? Fine, fine. But I agree with you. But I also say, um, as like as a filmmaker, you're looking for an iconic sort of actress. And, and I think you're arguing for that. Yeah. That Fox fills that spot. She does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think she's bad in this. I really don't. Do you, I, I were think, you bored watching this movie? I was. No. You were. I, I was. was. The whole time? Most of it. Wow. I wasn't as bored as like Slumber, slumber Party Massacre well, okay, too. We all agree on that. Um, you were not bored. We all agree that Chris Party Cox has screwed us again. That, that, that's one of the greatest films I've ever subjected. Oh my god! All right, next uh, movie. That's what I'm hearing. Next movie. Watch Last me. movie. Let me interrupt with another trivia question. Another uh, question for you guys here. All right. Mm-hmm. Best death of an antagonist in any movie. Oh ever. shit! Not done. Not to be hard. Wait. Best death of an ant- I'm antagonist. Sure it needs to be the hard. bad guy. In any movie, I ever. think we know what in an antagonist. Any movie? Is. Yeah, I mean, coolest death. 
Hans Gruber's pretty great yeah. in Die Hard. Yeah. yeah. Him falling off the building, like, that's good. just the first thing that comes Even though the mind. CG, even so, is like, is a little weird. You watch it, you're like, the CG doesn't look great. It's not CG. Well, no, he was not literally dropped off the building. He was. They was dropped him like 30 Well, they didn't drop off the building, but they did drop the actor. Yeah. They did drop Alan Rickman. Because it always they, looked to me like they he was played, green They have screen. a plate. Yeah, it's, it's an optical okay. effect. It didn't look great. Whatever, man. It's super awesome. All right. You're just like, oh, shit. It's still awesome. I'm not going to talk. Believe me. I'm not like, going to be the guy. To, when do we, do to, we still think, I mean. I'm not going to be the know, guy to publicly talk to anybody. Darth Vader in, in Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Dude, I still always go the whole. All right, I'm not going to get it. Once again, I don't want to be the bad guy to go like, really? The fucking killed. Fucking Return of the Last. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Emperor. Like, everything about that movie that's not good that everyone's like, doesn't want to hear. Okay, whatever. Whatever, man. Let's give Patience's opinion. I'd- Two words. The crow. Nice. Yeah, uh, Brandon Lee. I mean, literally. But he's the protagonist. Died. He's the but he's kind of not a... No, he's the protagonist. But, okay, okay, I, okay but we can argue that he's not a good guy in the crow. I don't know if I can argue that. We yeah, can. I agree. We can. He's a force for good. We like, can. Yeah. No. Okay, so what about all right, so what about the bad guy in the crow and the falling on the the, the I'm totally fine with the way Michael Wincott the does. Iron, yeah, the iron totally like the, the wrought iron fence off the building. The, fact, the moment you see that wrought iron fence, you're like somebody's you're, Oh you're like, uh iron. yeah, somebody's gonna die on that wrought iron fence. <laughs> Wincott is one of the best. And I love in a him movie. so much, He's even awesome. though his he long hair is so fucking fake. Fucking love Michael Wincott. Um love Love. Love. Dude, I've never been clear why that guy's career didn't... He should have been in everything. Forward. He's Wait, got the greatest he's voice. He's been in some really cool stuff, yeah, though. but he never went past I'm gonna kind IMDb of, like, character right actor. Now. You know? You like, he's amazing. You like, I'm going to IMDb him. I, I love that guy. All right. Yeah. What's, what's our next movie here? Well, um, no, but we have all answered movie. the question. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Uh, it's Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, Thank God. Thank you, by the guy explodes. With a one... No. It's the wonderful, like... I love the like the misdirect where Jack Burton throws the knife at the the, the bad guy. He catches it, and you're like, "Oh shit! Oh, that's not how it's going to go down." And he goes, "Nice knife, goodbye, Mister Burton." Throws it back, grabs it, throws it back again, kills him. It's so incredibly insane because it's like you already tried that and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, do it again. And like, oh my god, that was awesome. Like, would you have seen that from a billion miles away coming? That's not a thing that happens. You know, yes, great. Everything about Big Trouble in Little China is great. I think everything about Big Trouble in Little China is great. Have I said that before? I feel like I've said that before. That's a good hill to die on. Uh, Michael Wincott's in Westworld. What? what? Yeah, he's in two episodes. Get the fuck out of here. How did I not see him he, in Westworld? He, he's an old Bill is his character's name. <gasps> I think I remember that. He's That's in, like in the, the first new season. Ghost in the Shell. Not yeah. credited, but yeah. Two uh-huh. episodes of Westworld 2016. All right, well, let's go into our last movie, which is... American uh, the, Mary. The Troublesome American Mary. Okay, I, I'm i not going to apologize. I am unapologetic. This was your pick. This was definitely my pick. I you didn't like it? I don't like this movie. Okay, so I love this movie. American Mary is everything I want from a female 
driven, female directed horror film. I mean, you Absolutely. guys should love it. They're twin directors. 100%. Right? No? The Saska okay. sisters. Okay, okay so uh, this, this movie is about Mary. She's a medical student. Um, she's extremely poor, as most college students are these days and in my day, sure. especially. So you take on a little, couple of side jobs. So she decides to, to go and she's going to go strip or massage or prostitute yeah. herself. And um, it just so happens that she has her resume on hand. And I, what is the name of the um, club owner? Billy? I want to say his name Billy is Barker, Bill- yeah, yeah, Billy Barker. Antonio Cooper. Um, he sees that she has like this medical, you know, student resume and it just so happens that one of his people needs medical attention and he's like, I'll give you five grand right now if you fix them up. She's like, and, I haven't even graduated. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a medical student, but she does her best and, and he, she gets five grand cause she's poor as fuck as a lot of college students are. And um, it ends up being that a lot of uh, the people in the body modification scene look her up to do these, like, under-the-radar type mm. uh, uh, sur- surgeries that, you know, other, like, more reputable doctors Stuff that's like, not okay, have. this is, like, not cool. Super, yeah. super sketchy. But um, in the meantime, she actually is uh, raped by her, um, one, I her, her one of her professors. Yeah. And so um, she just drops out of medical school and and starts to become a full-time surgeon for, like, the body modification scene. So um, it's, it's, it's a complicated... It's not a super complicated story, but it's definitely a dark story. Are you, why are you sticking your tongue out at me, I don't Chris like Cox? This movie. I'm sorry. I fucking love this movie. I loved it so much that the first time I watched it by myself, it was one of those things that I was like, "Carlos, you're going to watch this." Did we me. mention oh. this is Catherine Isabel from uh, Ginger Snaps playing the lead role? Uh, for the record? I guess I feel like if that's we super have important to. to imagine, right? I mean, if we have to, she's so beautiful. Well, if we in this have movie. to, Ginger Snaps is a billion. I times mean, if we have to. Mention Ginger Snaps, oh my God. which I hated. How do you not like Ginger Snaps and like this movie? Because what did you think of this movie? I don't think Ginger Snaps. I mean, Ginger Snaps is an emo movie. This is an empowering movie. This is about a woman who fucking takes her rapist and basically cuts all of his limbs off, which That's is something. Empowering. Don't rape me. That's all I'm saying. Do not rape me. I will string you up in a storage shed. Subtlety is not a thing that you appreciate. <laughs> I will string you up in a storage shed and cut off all your limbs. Mr. Khan? No, I'll take last. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. You're up. Uh, I had seen this movie before. I, I didn't love the movie. It, it sort of feels like three or four different movies that are all sort of mashed into one movie. Um, I I agree with patience. It's it's uh, it's a movie, especially with the ending. The ending isn't uncompromising, which is good for a horror movie. I don't know that it was totally satisfying. The film uh, takes this weird uh, detour into like a fetishy uh, underground. Um, I don't know. This was my real problem with the movie because it spends quite a bit of time on this. I don't know if it was exploitative or not. It it it, it felt like it didn't totally have something to say about 
something in it, and it, it did feel like some of the characters in the movie were sort of freakish, and it wanted to sort of uh, uh, linger on that. So that all, was kind all of played by actual body modification people. Yeah, those are all real who, people who were great in yeah. the movie. I, I just I'm not sure that the script. Or the direction service them. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, uh, I feel like the movie was sympathetic, not necessarily empathetic, to those characters, and and that made me feel a little uncomfortable uh, with the movie. That said, um, I did, you know, I did find the movie um, watchable and very entertaining, and I wouldn't say it was. Listen, if somebody wants to say this is a horror movie, I'm not going to argue with them. I just felt the movie was. Probably more uh, uh, horror adjacent. It was a little more of a, 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 a dark thriller that happened to have uh, a horror sort elements. of elements. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, obviously, as a horror fan, not a reason not to see the movie. I actually, I, I kind of agree with that because it definitely is more like a just a darker, like underground element movie. And I actually thought it was kind of a sweet love story uh, between who? between yeah. the uh, Billy and Mary I thought that it, there was like a love you didn't, no, really? you didn't get that there curious. was definitely a love story there like he's fantasizing about her I mean he's getting a blowjob and the minute he sees her Carlos, he comes run um, run Carlos no, run I mean, I it, it's very clear that they love that. I mean it's very <laughs> It's very clear that they're know. kind of in love with each other. Uh, um, I, don't see I, that I don't know that I totally all. agree with that. Okay, but. so there is definitely a love story between mm. between Billy and Mary, oh, without no. a fucking doubt. No, did you rewatch this for this show? Yeah, no, I, and you I mean, still see that? Absolutely, I thought it was actually quite sweet. I mean, he takes one of the people that like um, perpetuated the rape and he beats him to death. I thought that was really adorable. You didn't find him super <laughs> creepy stalker. No, they're obviously uh, in love. She dresses up for him in the end. She clearly doesn't love him. No, no, actually, that's not true. She dresses up for him. She's like definitely checking her. Like I, when, when she goes to see I, him in the very am end. Am I wrong? Am I no, crazy? I, wrong? No, you, you should I saw watch the movie it. You saw it. You should, I, like, I don't see that. She's a sociopath. I, I think no, the movie is very clear. No, on that. if you rewatch it in the uh, rewatch I it again. Just watch this movie. Okay, I'm just saying in the end, like she. She is definitely they like she's upset. Okay, so for example, when she walks into the, the hooker weird. giving him a blowjob, he she goes into the bathroom that charming and charming meet cute moment where he's getting a blowjob from one of his strippers. With one of the strippers. But she goes into the bathroom and terrifies the girl because she's jealous. So romantic. It's definitely it's so, a love it's, it story. It is, it's really adorable. I look, why I else, saw, listen, I why saw two else great romantic comedies. It was set it up. Okay, let me ask you a question. Why else would she go and terrify that hooker that she walked in on? Because she's a sociopath. No, it's because she has feelings for Billy. I would agree that the movie sets up that there's a love story. I I think it was a it was a possessive thing, not a love story. I think it's a a boundary thing, and she was. It's a generous reading of the film. This is reminding me of how, like, when we first started sitting down, patients went. Carlos, get me a shot. That's not at all what happened. No. I said, can you get me a shot? I didn't demand. Carlos I asked. So, me right now. So I am... Um, <laughs> what else did these these girls... The, the, the Soska sisters have directed a few other movies. Um, Like Hooker and a Trunk? 
The Dead Hunker. Dead Hunker. Well, they directed like a bigger but movie, like a like a sequel. They to... did uh, two WWE films. Yeah. And then they also do Hellivator. Yeah, I, watched, um, I tried to watch Hellivator. Yeah, Hellivator is fucking good. terrible. Um, but what I'm really excited for is they're going to do the remake of Rabid, which is, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm excited as fuck. Um, I want to see a woman redo and they're Rabid. In, and they're in a different woman. Sure. And they're in. I like this the movie. Sisters. Yeah, well, they're in. They're terrible. They're really into. Cameo appearances, that, um, and they, they use are that not, as an excuse to get another. They are movie. they are unfortunately not great actresses. Why no. do you need to do an accent? Like they're not they're not great actresses. Yes. They're not super. Um, super. I great. so I watched this movie. Um, I think I probably texted Russ throughout it, and I was like, I'm not sure I get this movie. Like I think like we you know we watched it. Um, I think that. It looks great. It's a really great looking movie. Catherine Isabel is, as usual, fantastic. Like, I think she is probably the main reason I would tell anybody to watch this movie. Like, she's this sort of funny, sort of cool, interesting performance. And it's pretty fearless. She has to do a lot of weird shit in the Don't movie. Don't you think that transition of the roles that she's playing in the film is awkward? And that's the fault of the directors. That moment of going from, like, I'm this person, and now suddenly I'm this Uber bitch. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the movie adds up. I mean, I think that her character at a certain point I started to think like eh, this character's like a sociopath. And and I think that I'm not sure the directors completely explore that or maybe even think that about the character like they're more sympathetic to her and I was kind of like something's up with this character like she's kind of a weirdo. And it's masked by Isabel's naturalistic performance. She's really funny. And, of course, she's really attractive. And I think the movie doesn't always know what to do with that. I was sometimes uncomfortable with, like, the way... For a female... For, like, a female-directed movie, I was certainly aware of the maleness of the gaze of the movie. Like, I felt very much like the movie was um, looking at Catherine Isabel's attractiveness... Um, and that's, you know, not, not, not there, but I think that, um, I think I said it when I first saw it, it feels like it was directed by a female who spent the last 10 years being the manager of a strip club. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it has that sort of like, I know exactly what you guys want to see. It, it feels, but there are feminine elements here, but, but I, it's not like the movie was boring to me, but again, like, I think this is what we're getting into with, with all these, any horror movie we have, we talk about this podcast. I don't get what this movie's about. Like, I don't get what you're trying to say with this movie. Like, it's like, Isabel's a doctor. She, you know, um, she inadvertently, you know, she goes to, she, you know, tries to go to the strip club to work and then ends up, you know, sort of realizing, using her, her medical talents. Um, and then she becomes, she moves in a body modification. She gets assaulted. She takes this, you know, vicious revenge on her, uh, on her uh, assailant. And then, the movie just sort of continues and she keeps, you know, there's this weird Betty chick who is an amazing creation. I will give you that. That It's an interesting person oh, in the movie. Beatrice. Yeah. Tristan Risk, who I was like, is this a real body modification? Yeah, she's no, real. no, she's not. All, oh, all she's the, not that real? is all not real. Oh, no shit. Yeah. She, a lot of the body mod people in here are real. She is not. Oh, well, wow. she's great. And she's an I interesting character. No. But again, I don't know what the movie's getting. She's at. doing a Betty boop thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, but what is the movie getting at? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the story is. It's kind it's not really a horror movie. Um, 
I would say it, it, that's the closest as Russ said, like it's horror adjacent. It feels like it's a movie that defaults to being a horror movie because it doesn't know where else to go. Well, because, and this is again the thing that I brought up as a theme earlier, disturbing versus scary. I think the movie is weird and gross and, and, and scary uh, in the sense that it it traffics in this really extreme behavior. But I don't know that it's like a horror movie. I don't think of it that way. So I guess I'm like watching something I'm like, I don't know what we're getting at. And it's not badly directed. Like I said, it looks good. Isabel's great. Um, but I don't know what the movie wants to say or do. I feel like it's... a. a, a- as we mentioned previously, I think it's it's a coming of age movie. I really do because she I mean, starts I out. I I definitely see that because she starts out as like this meek, um, you know, medical student who is getting like trampled upon by her professors. I, mean, I get, it. and then she finds herself. She finds her empowerment, and she but she doesn't seem this- to. She doesn't seem to blossom into this person. It feels like. You know, it's like this thing where, like, yeah, I can kind of do body modification. But I mean, I mean, okay. There's no, I mean, she doesn't. There's no point of like, we're watching her gradually become this person. One scene, she's this meek person. The next scene, she is a dominatrix. Well, I mean, you don't have to like blossom into being a good person. You, I mean, she doesn't, there isn't, like, I, like, like, I think what Chris and I are saying is like, there's not to us an arc. There's like, the movie I feel like there's definitely do- arc. Wow. She, she goes from this meek, meek medical student who is like, Oh, I need to make money. I don't know if I want to do this. Okay. I'll do it for enough money. She gets raped and then she turns into a fucking asshole. But Be- I mean, I something feel- that traumatizing. Well, it's right. Not, it's, 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 it's a, a- I don't think the movie does right by that. Story. It doesn't have yeah. to be a progression. It can be a switch. I mean, they do, it can be an on and off switch. They do do it more realistically than say, I spit on your grave or something like that. But it, it's that point. Like you introduce this character, you let us have enough time to get to know this character and it feels like no qualities of this character exist anymore it, past that switch. Well, they don't. There like, doesn't they're not have even to there be. anymore. Like just be. I, I mean, don't agree. I when, don't agree. Once you you know go through a traumatic experience and you decide to go on a path of this this particular path doesn't mean that you have to have like redeeming qualities. I didn't say redeeming. And, and that qualities. sounds interesting. I never said that. I just that. don't know if it's in this movie. I yeah. think it is. I, never I, said I redeeming like her qualities. progression. I just so never Chris, saw. She felt like. Continuing on, she felt like two completely different characters on that. I never felt like they were the same person in there from first that first third to the second two thirds, which I think is is probably the most realistic. I felt like it totally split into a completely different film about a completely different character. Uh, And there's a fascination with body modification on here that is fetishistic to the point that it felt like this had more to do with why this got made than actually wanting to make a good movie. You know what I mean? You're just like, okay, what does this have to do with right. anything? You're getting I mean, so, what is the movie about? You're getting so hung up on th- being fetishistic about this stuff, and yet it really doesn't have anything to do with anything in the big, uh, the bigger picture. Why are we spending so much time on this stuff? And then the way it ends is so kind of like, all right, and there it is. That's actually something I will agree with is the ending just is very ends. it fizzles. Yeah, it's, it just it's, kind it's, of it's anticlimactic. Like we had sure. no way to end this, so we created a last minute subplot and so the a character would come out of nowhere yeah. to be someone to end the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Don't you think it would have been more interesting to find a way for this uh, for Catherine Isabel's character to still be alive and maybe evolve again to another level where she actually becomes a straight up horror villain? Because I would watch a sequel to this if it was like we've this is the birth of a villain. Yeah, you know, but it's not. It's like you're trying to say something, and I have no idea what it is. Like, I, it's clear you're trying to say something, yeah. but it's so awkward and and couched in... I mean, it feels like the second Matrix film. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, God. That's harsh. Where it's like, oh, I like fuck. the second Matrix movie. Yeah, well, have fun in your single-person club. I do. Um, <laughs> I just... I, I find this whole movie... is my second time watching it. I just go... I'm embarrassed watching this movie. Wow. Okay. Like, wow. not for the filmmakers That's... or anyone about. It just makes me feel embarrassed. I'm like, why am I being subjected to this? There's wow. no art here, really. It's just, it feels like opening up inside somebody's head for stuff that they're like, I need to let this out, my private shit. And then there's no yeah. actual plot to back it up. Yeah. I, I, I did not care for this at all. Wow. All right. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't disagree. I mean, outside Would Catherine- you rather watch this or Jennifer's Body? Oh, Jennifer's Body. A okay. billion oh, times over. Really? Yeah. The oh. billion times over. Um, Fucking men. Catherine, what? really? Yeah. Are you going to pull a gender card? You're going to pull a gender card? What? Why? 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 Why is this As American Mary is actually empowering, Jennifer's Body is just like a. Megan Fox being hot. I disagree. Uh, I disagree completely. I think this is not empowering well, as, at all. As a female, I fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Right, well, we got it. We got to. I think. Let you play I mean, they strip Catherine <laughs> Isabel down to you know this super sexy outfit throughout the movie. I mean, yeah. she always. Yeah, she's. I think the constantly movie, dressed in super sexy, like hot. I think the movie leers at her wear. a little bit. I mean, I, I the I, movie leers at her a lot. I mean, I, I you know, so. I, I, I feel that there's a reason Megan Fox looks the way she looks in Jennifer's body that's l- less in American Mary and the way Catherine Isabel is treated. I, I, I found Jennifer Bo- Jennifer's body, as much as I'm mixed about it, about a billion times more female empowering well, than is there, this movie. Is there a bigger threat yeah. we think about female horror directors? Yeah, let's wrap that up. Any, what do you mean? Anybody? Female directors. Yeah, you, you brought it up. I think there should mean? be more of them. I, I totally mean, agree. Agree. <laughs> agree. Agree. Dude, I think and females, I would... Hey, at this point, I think females should run the world. Oh, I'm okay. Like, we don't have to go that far. No, it's true. I think... I'll go I, that far. I mean... The, think I'll how different this far. country would look as, as, if as, we had a female president, a female Congress. As Robin Williams said, there would never be any wars ever. Just serious talks every 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> 28 days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I also think that I would like to see uh, more female directors pushing the envelope and start actually doing things that aren't necessarily aimed towards like getting men into like uh watching them you know like what i mean Mary. like uh, and that yeah. was something rob and like i talked about of is there a bigger Jennifer's body but mm. whatever well is there a bigger <laughs> uh, a theme to us An doing a, a female horror directors uh uh episode and and what i said was you know we we watched so many different movies um, for this particular assignment. And I have to say, most of them are pretty good. Yeah. Other than... I know, I know. You know what I'm going to say, so I'm not even going to say it. So, I was... I I loved pretty much all these movies except for... I know. And even then, and even then, and even then... You found things to say. Right. Yeah. And so, what I want to say is, 
that they made so many the, the female directors of these films made so many different kinds of movies that really what I want to say is they were just kind of great horror directors. Yeah. And and so whether or not they brought their femininity to each of these different uh, films. And sometimes they did. And sometimes they didn't. Sometimes they didn't. And yeah. so what they really were was great directors, and I just want to see more of that. I just want to see a good horror movie. I agree movies. 100%. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't it be like a 60-40, like the actual percentage of female to men out there? Shouldn't it be 60% female directors? 100%. 60% business 110%. people? 60% firefighters? I'll take it all. 60% doctors? I'll take it all. <laughs> Oh, shit. Now I realize we're going to have to get more females on this podcast. <laughs> hey, one of you Summers brothers is going to have to die. You're gonna, right. No, no, no. We're going to put you in the... sex change. Yeah. Like, we'll, it's, it's Russ, clearly. We'll right? see how am the I next wrong? podcast goes. Russ is the sensitive wrong. One, am I wrong? <laughs> he's sensitive? Are you yeah, he's the sensitive wrong. Which, have you hung out with this guy? <laughs> Russ is... Totally the, incorrect. Uh, am I wrong, Patience? Didn't Russ seem like he's the one who would do that? Well... No. Uh, All right, we're gonna leave that for the I listeners. Can I yeah. can't choose. Listeners, which one what? of the Summers brothers is the one who's going to have to transition next episode? We're gonna do into another gender. Uh, a you know prevenge. Yeah, the winner gets a set of deliveries. Deliveries <laughs> to do shot glasses. <laughs> Christmas in July. And the loser is the Summers brother who has to transition to another. Gender. Gets his balls cut off. Yeah. Good times. All right, we're gonna prevenge the shit out of this. This is high end. Our planet terror is. Is a planet terror. Is someone still listening at this point? No, nope. I hope no one's listening. Definitely I'm not. Listening. We spent an hour on two movies, so yeah. sorry, guys. However, um, if you share, like, retweet all of the things, link our this this episode. You can win shot glasses. You can win your very own set of six. One, two, three, four, five, six deliberations of doom. Acid etched they shot are, glasses. They are pretty fucking cool. Compliments. Wait, I mean, can these, I enter this contest? These, these are. We already have I one, know, dude. No, we keep mirror at the house. It's all we drink out of in the house when these guys are here. And I saw one time somebody tried to drink out of one that was not I one of our crew. Cut she lost their, her I, shit. I like seriously. I was like, you don't get shit. to use deliberation of doom. These people you just only wander deli- into your house, Cox. <laughs> Deliberation of Doom only get to use okay. these shot glasses. And they're used so. the font if you look at our logo. It's like the it's logo. That, yeah, it's written the, the same logo. Way. They're pretty fucking cool. I'll put, I'll yeah. post a picture on our Twitter. Which there, should be following. I think there's a picture on our Instagram right, of well, us drinking on our social media. Uh, whiskey. And you only are allowed to drink whiskey out of them. So I presume, considering that all of us will actually watch the movies quickly uh, for the next one, that this will be followed up. Next yeah, week, like literally, the very next episode Except is going to be Christmas in, July. So Christmas in July. Christmas in July. So feel free to send us presents. Yeah, no, hey. I want presents. <laughs> we need to, um, we, to, we nailed down our list. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're we gonna do. Our list, I, I think so. Didn't we? Did we, we not? We we All right, we'll post Russ, it online. You, right. you got that down? I okay, got so um, I take whiskey. Um, we we always take whiskey. Whis- whiskey. Wait, you're asking Stickers. for presents? Yeah, no. He, he said that we're getting presents. I no, I didn't say we were. I but was we, sh- we, we should. Because, yeah. I mean, we deserve it's it. It's our Christmas. It's All our right. Christmas. Social media. Chris Cox. Whiskey. Yeah. What do you got? Send us Social media. Where to follow you? Well, you, you, but, I mean, it's one, one of us. One of us. us Net and Deliberation of Doom are available multiple places on Twitter, on, it's on Facebook. It's at Doom Deliberator. Follow us on all Twitter. this. It, make, it does make a difference if you follow us. It really does. Those numbers 
they make a difference because, like, when we want to go cover an event, have a special thing go on, have them send us something we can cover, they look at those numbers of, like, what's your social media like. So you deciding to follow us on that, it makes a difference. And we do do stuff that doesn't appear anywhere else, doesn't appear on the oneofus.net website, specifically on those things, that it pops up on those things that you're not going to see otherwise. I literally just posted one, like, an hour ago. Yep. A little behind the scenes with patients going, stop filming me. Stop filming me. <laughs> and, of course, you can find me at prof.patience on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You should follow. And, yeah, you should definitely follow me, because I don't suck. Okay, Summers um, Brothers are and at Summers uh, Brothers. Grand Scheme Productions.net, which you should check out our website, and then... Uh, the social medias, uh, I'm at some vague idea on Instagram and Twitter, and Russ is at... Evil Twin Russ! Evil Twin Russ. On Instagram, and uh, at Evil Arch Enemy on Twitter. Yeah, so check it out. Alright, let's wrap this shit Keep up. screaming! Yeah, I think it's... No, we, so we have to do it like the... the ah! Keep screaming! I'm not participating. No, you have to go. Keep screaming! Keep screaming! Oh my god. Okay, we're free. Don't you guys are bad at this. Stop. Stop. God, stop.